everyone. Today is February 15th, 2020, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelings. My name is Green Ranger. This week, everything is about the KC Cup. We're currently in Stage 2 of the KC Cup. If you've gotten there, that started on Thursday, I believe, or Friday, I forget. Maybe the, the Thursday into Friday, but people are earning their DPs. They're earning their trips to Minnesota, which doesn't have the same ring as the trip to Japan, but the road to Worlds, uh, trying to earn their spot there. And um, we'll talk about some tournament decks, of course, um, and even go over some of the KC Cup decks that people are running nowadays. You get a better idea of what's going on. Doug Dimidul has joined in the fun. He is doing really well in the KC Cup, so I've heard, and he is playing Cyber Dragons, so check out his Cyber Dragon deck in his competitive deck of the week. Uh, just chatting section, we're just going to talk about what decks everyone is bringing to the KC Cup. So um, this podcast community will have a discussion about that. There's a there's a, there's something I wanted to bring up about um, deck building theory. There's a Duelings Meta article, which I'll talk about, about how to build a deck, how many cards of each type. Very cool stuff. Even, uh, yep. Yeah. Also... Pick a Gift campaign, two new cards from Pick a Gift, featuring the toy archetype from Bonaparte and GX, and two neglected cards. It's halfway, we're more than halfway through February, and I forgot to talk about the two ranked dual update cards, so we'll talk about those as well. Oh, as for myself, I made a big change. So, last week I said work kicked my ass, and still, it's still going to be an ongoing thing. Um, but I'm trying to get my duels in, and I was I, I was playing Fortune Ladies to to do the Kaiba Cup, and it wasn't it wasn't going well. I, I played three games, and I decided that was it. So I was looking at decks that people brought to the KC Cup on Duel Links Meta, and there's a deck that I noticed, uh, a Kisa deck. What what grows in the graveyard? And it turns out this is actually an archetype that three people got King of Games with. This is Degrading Llama. It's the first first um, version of this deck I've seen. And then I saw another version by Robin Guy. And then I go into the King of Games section and I realize this is a deck. So I realized I had some of the cards. Might as well buy you know the other cards I needed, right? So it required three copies of a normal card called Angel Trumpeteer. Which is a normal plant tuner with 1900 attack, 4 stars. What I never really realized about what grows in the graveyard is I always paired it with Junk Synchron to get Dark Verger, but I never really read the text of Dark Verger. And Dark Verger just needs a plant um, to get a card out. A plant tuner or a plant, I forget which one, but Angel Trumpeteer apparently is the only level 4 plant tuner. And that lets you. Get Dark Verger out continuously and get into your level 6 synchro play. So this whole deck is about level 6 synchro plays. Now, I'm going to talk about the version I have, which is based off Degrading Llama, because that was the first one I saw. And the main card you have to fish out, actually, are some of the synchro cards. And that was Old Entity Haster, level 4 synchro. And that was from the Ninja Box, which I bought 0 of. I wound up this wound up being the last card, uh, the second, the penultimate pack. At twenty six packs, I 
I got every URNSR except for old entity Haster. It took me 25 more packs to get this card. It took me half a quarter of a mini box to get one card. I think Konami did this on purpose, but enough about that. Let's talk about the deck. Synchro Toolbox deck. The core of the deck is the three Angel Trumpeteers, level four, normal plant tuner. Play it. So this is the thing about effect negation. Effect negation is happening a ton. Like, let's say Fiendish Chain happens. That's to negate a junk synchron. But Angel's Trumpeteer bringing out Dark Verger is a keys of skill, which is something that can only be negated by a Shizu using sealed tombs on you. You can't really counter a skill on Duel Links. That's what makes it unique. Angel Trumpeteer 4 brings out Dark Verger into 2. Now there's also a level 2 tuner called Nettles here. And Nettles is a free card from Luna. And this is just for getting out um, old entity Haster, who is very good. That's a level 4 synchro play. Some of the other cards that are core to this deck... Um, let's see. Three copies of Battle Tuned. I knew this card would be good someday. Quick play spell. Remove a tuner from your graveyard. Face up monster. Gains attack. So, you're going to remove this... Angel Trumpeteer, 1900 attack. This is essentially a 1900 permanent buff quick play. Very good. It catches them off guard when you're swinging in with your Synchro Monster, and then you add 1900, they lose the game. Also a very important card here, Painful Choice. This is a card I had two copies of. It's from Servants of Kings, so it's an old box. But what it is, is you. it requires the level 4 lower normal monsters. You send one to the graveyard, you add one to your hand. This is an opening play if you don't have your Angel Trumpeteer. And also, it sets up your Battle Tune. So, what it is, is it's basically extra copies of Angel Trumpeteer. So, you basically have five openers here. Very good. Um, and then some meta calls. Two copies of Chaos Hunter. Chaos Hunter is here specifically for a reason. You could discard a card which has Synergy... Um, you, you discard, let's say, an extra Angel Trumpeteer or something. That's 2,500 attack, which matches up to Dark Magician using Magician's Navigation on you. And then you could just trade on the board with Dark Magician. I, I'm pretty sure that's why Chaos Hunter is there. It's pretty good against Dark Magician. Some meta text, two copies of Forbidden Lance. This is to help your Synchro Monsters get through back row to weaken a Dark Magician when you have... Um, Chaos Hunter and the board, different reasons. Three copies of Cosmic Cyclone. This deck actually plays really fast, and you can hit really hard thanks to Battle Tunes. So, this is a core card. Maybe Hate Trunade would work too, but uh, there's three copies of Cosmic Cyclone, and finally, three copies of Paleozoic Canadia for defense. Now, being a Synchro Toolbox deck, the the Synchro cards have to be pretty good, right? And base, it's based off level 6. Core Monster is Archfiend's Call, the Summon Skull, and the Summon Skull can't be targeted with card effects, so this is very good against Shirinui. Well, Shirinui can still hit you with the guy who banishes you, so that's not the best, but against Dark Magic Circle, this card beats them. This card can't be hit by Dark Magic Circle, Banish, or any other Banish. And then, there's two copies of this card. Why? Because the first one dies, and then the second one uh, starts in a chain, so if this one dies, you bring back the second one, and it's an infinite chain of summoned skulls. Um, Brionic, uh, 
if you're running level sixes, I think you have to run Brionic. There's a lot, of, a lot of times you have extra cards in this deck with the extra painful choice or some of your forbidden cards you're not using. So Brionic's there. I have Vulcan the the Divine. I never used this card before, but it's in every list, so I figure it's good for something. Okay. <laughs> Stardust Charge Warrior. This card can have like a pseudo uh, Vision Hero Trinity ability. We can hit every special summon the monster. And you tack on the 1900 on it with Angel Trumpeteer, and it's pretty good. I use this card primarily for drawing cards, though, if I need a card draw. And finally, Old Entity Haster is the only level 4 Synchro in this deck. And he's the one, um, when he's gone, he steals the monster. He negates the monster's abilities. And then when this card leaves the field, you could steal the monster. So I've been having a lot of fun with this deck. I think I'm my win rate's less than 60% it's in the high 50s. But um should be able to even out at the end of the Kaiba Cup. I should be able to get some wins with this deck. Alright, talk that length about that exciting deck. Let's talk about meta decks. Casey Cup. Meta Week the Duelings Meta Weekly 111. They're following they're following the Casey Cup format, which means best of three, one deck format, no side decks. They they they, they previously went to like a two deck format in case in Meta Duelings Meta Weekly, but now they're back to this one deck format. First place Tenmo with Sealed Tomb Shirinui. This is just a 20 card version here. Um, you see a you see a strength of Shirinui is that they don't need a ton of core cards. Only 11 core cards here and nine techs. So you got two Solitaire, three Squire, two Spirit Master, one Spectral Sword Shade, two Spectral Swords, and Gold Sarcophagus. That's the core. And then you've got some tech cards: Artifact Lancia. Sphere Karibo, two Cosmic Cyclone, one Forbidden Lance, two Forbid Phoenix Chain, two Treacherous. In the extra deck, you've got one of each of the Shirinois, a Archfiend Zombie Skull for some reason. There's no Plague Spreader Zombie here. And then um, Vermilion Dragon Mech. Second place, Choo Choo Motherfucker, Spe Spell Specialist, Grass Shirinoi. This is the full 30 card version. Um whole variety of cards here, of course. You can play around what back row you have. This one has a semi-limit split of Hatrunade and World Legacy Clash. Offerings to the Doomed. That, that fills out the six spells with the Grass. Needle Sealing. World Flame, of course. And three Needle Bug Nests. A four Minty. Cyber Style Cyber Dragon. Um, pretty much the same deck you see. Typically, they run uh, two Cyber Dragons. This one runs one. Um, otherwise, pretty standard. Uh, the Monster Cores, the Veers, three Cosmics, three Cyberload Fusions, one Cybernetic Fusion Support, one Phoenix Chain, two Treacherous, three Cybernetic Overflows. Doug Dimmenduel is going to talk about his Cyber Dragon deck a little bit later. Finally, top four ASAP. This is a very unique deck here. Spell Specialist, Jinzo, Neos, Thunder Dragon. So, um... This deck even has Card of the Soul, which lets you add a Thunder Dragonhawk. It's 1800 plus 2200, that's 4000, so that lets you tutor Thunder Dragonhawk directly to your hand. Um, you've got two Jinzos, a Plague Spreader Zombie, Watt Fox. There's a Neos package in here, one Neos, one Neos Fusion, 
A lot of meta text, Sphere Karibo, Artifact Lancia, Forbidden Lance. Whole lot going on here. All right. Let's talk about Battle Phase 36. Another, this is from Duel Links Entertainment. First place rain, compensation, Dark Lords. You know, decks come and go in the meta. Dark Lords have been here forever, and the deck looks exactly the same. I mean, there's not much to say about the deck. Still a very good choice. I faced them a bunch in the KC Cup so far, and they're still as tough as ever. I can't I can't say anything about it. There's just respect, I guess. <laughs> I guess against Dark Lords, with the with the deck I'm playing, sometimes I play the beater and then I buff it with battle um I buff it with I buff my summon skull with battle tuned, and then they can't do anything anymore. It's really that's the only way I could win the game. Get my summon skull on the board. Second place Tenma again with Sealed Tombs. Um, Shiranoi, this is the same deck he brought. 11 card core, 9 tech cards. Very effective deck if you don't feel like running the grass deck. And also if the grass deck gets nerfed, for example. Third place Wankinoff. Transcendent Crystals, Crystrons. A 30 card deck, no grass though. Um, I don't want to say, they're very efficient. It seems like not a lot of people bring Crystrons to these tournaments and then one seems to always make the top four, right? Probably the fastest synchro deck. They have that to their advantage. Um, not much to say. There's this, this thirty card deck does have some popular tech cards. Forbidden Lands being one of them, and Forbidden Chain as well. I mean, Fiendish Chain and Zoo with Sorcery Conduit Element Sabers, a twenty card version. We've seen the fat version, as Grand Harrier puts it, the twenty five card version, but this is just twenty. And you've got th- five control traps, so three floodgates and two uh, Canadias. Uh, let's throw in Pharaoh's Cash Tournament 59. This I don't think I've ever talked about the Pharaoh's Cash Tournament, but here I am. And first place, Drizzles, Sealed Tombs, Black Wings. Black Wings I've seen a bit in um, the KC Cup. They're, they have more monsters than ever now. This one runs Hey Trunade. That's a bit of a change. Two Cosmic Cyclones with the same purpose. Uh, a lot of monsters that start off well. I can place Cosmic Flare XL. We've seen him a lot on... T- He's one of our first followers, I think. Um, Sorcery, Conjoint, Element, Saber, Invoked. Twenty. This is the fat version of the deck. Um, 25 cards. Outside of the core cards, the Invoked cards. All the control cards. Three Floodgates, two Mirror Walls, one Paleozoic, and two Bad Aim. Bad Aim's always a tricky card. Third place is Anami Real with Spell Specialist Grass Shiranoi. Um, this one's this one's notable for running uh, running Unending Nightmare. I guess I'll bring that up. This is a card that was in the meta a little bit, and then it just completely dropped off. It's good against the very heavy um, stall meta. I think you just pop their back row and you win the game. And top four Necrofear Sorcery Conduit. Element Sabers. This is a bit of a, a bit of a combo version. Um, it, it's got the fat component with it, with the five control traps, but then it's got two concentrating currents to end the game right away. So it plays it a bit old school. Um, of course, you know, old school meant three concentrating currents instead of two, but here we are. Um, I think decks are running like treacherous now more, and econ and things like that more than um, than concentrating current. Of course, they run a Magellanica typically too, so that affects it too. 
So, an updated Casey Cup tier list from Dueling Meta, Dark Magician, and Element Savers are tier 1. Tier 2 is the same. Black Wings, Dark Lords, Shiranui. Tier 3, we have Ritual Beast and Cyber Dragon. Cyber Dragons have moved up. And they took out Ninjas um, from the tier list. Not sure if they can come back after um, the KC Cup, but it seems like other decks do things better than they do right now. Take a look at some of the KC Cup decks that were used um, to get through Stage 1. Very low modifications typically is stage two. They might make some text based on some insider talk about what people use. But let's run through some deck archetypes. Alright. Raw compensation Dark Lords, Chemicalist, Cyber Style, Cyber Dragons, Nerver, Sealed Tombs, Ritual Beasts, Nicola, Time Passage. Silent Fortune Lady, so that's a way to play Fortune Lady with Artifact Lancia, full Silent Magician Package. Symbols with Element Saber, Luxon Time Passage, Dark Magician Fortune Lady, so this is a full 30 card version. Combining the whole Fortune Lady and Dark Magician, let me see what's out. No Fortune Lady wins. Um, that's only one card though, no uh, Fortune, Future Fortune. Still Kaiku for Dark Magician. There's still Magician of Dark Illusion. Full complement of Dark Magic Circle. And Magician's Navigation. Um, I don't see anything else really different. They've really combined Fortune Ladies and Dark Magician. They are playing Time Passage though. So that's something to note. Buns, My Monster Cards. Ritual Beasts. Ashley Lowry. Sealed Tombs. Black Wings, Manny K, Sealed Tombs, Shiranui, Monkey D. Willy, Sorcery Conduit. What is this deck? So this is Invoked with Giant Rex, Jet Synchron, and Nightmare Penguin. So this is just an Invoked deck. Clank, Life Cost Zero deck. I've I've been beaten by this deck. It's annoying. Minshu XZ, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician, K3, Sealed Tombs. Black Wings. Sunri Santi. This is a guy who went to Worlds. Cyber Style. Cyber Dragon. Agumon Warp Digivolve. <laughs> Sealed Tombs Dark Magician. Soma Cruz. Sealed Tombs Black Wings. Yahoo's Level Og. Uh, Shiranoi. Archim. Sealed Tombs Dark Magician. Yo Bro. Mike Ho. Um, My Monster Cards. Ritual Beast. This is a very ugly list. Um, 26 cards. Mordred, Balance, Shiranui, Shanuda, Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes Slash. Your bro Mike Ho again with Compensation Dark Lord, Sakura, Sealed Tombs, Hero Deck, Roxa, Sealed Tombs, Shiranui, A2, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician, Sin Daddy, Sorcery Conduit, Invoked, Element Saver Invoked, McBob X, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician, Hexy, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician. Frosty Beeries, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician. The Gosh with a Coin Flip deck. Jan de Lamarck, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician. Ivo, Cyber Style, Cyber Dragon. Zero, Element Saber Invoked. Chroma, Transcendent Crystals, Crystrons. Degrading Llama with my deck, Synchro Toolbox. I mean, it's his deck, I copied it. Zeus, Exodia, Sealed Tombs, Black Wings. 
Heinz Ketchum, love the name. Ninjas, Herbal with um, Heroes, Dudley with a coin flip deck. Day Exile, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician, Robin Guy with Synchro Toolbox. Xiezhao Yu92, Baggy Sleeves, Thunder Dragon. Deep Sea Divas in it. Leg Spreaders and Artifacts. Last with Harpy's Hunting Ground, um, Black Wings with a Necro Valley in it, Iced Taya, <laughs> Iced Taya, Baggy Sleeves, what is this deck? Baggy Sleeves, Roid Invoked. I guess that's the best way. There's also Spiritual Beast, Tamer Winda, Artifact Vajra, Lava Golem, a lot of control components in this deck. Raider with Sealed Tombs, Black Wings, Emma Valentine. Of course, with Six Sams, Fierce Ninja with Steel Tombs, Dark Magician, Solaray, Sorcery Conduit, Element Saber, Invoked. I'm a nerd with my monster cards. What is this deck? A fusion deck, I guess. It's Dark Calvary, I guess. It's a lot of cards. Um, just a general fusion deck. Bolskis with Sealed Tombs, Black Wings, and finally Penny Royalty. We wrote the uh, theory article. Sorcery, Conduit, Element, Saber, Invoked. So basically going through all these decks, I think Dark Magician, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician, and I think Sealed Tombs is just going to take up a huge, maybe like 30% of all skills. A good amount. And this is a good way to gauge what, to forecast what Konami will nerf. They're going to nerf what was really good, also what was taking up all the spots. What was... Played more than other other things. Of course, Sealed Tombs is played more as a skill than other, other things. And it will prevent certain cards from being good. I really do see Sealed Tombs getting hit. And a lot of these other cards that you're seeing a lot um, being put on semi-limit lists or whatever. And, you know, well, we should enjoy it while it's here. Like, these decks are here. They're the top dogs right now. Um, but... It's a good way. It's a good way to know the meta just to look at these car, uh, these decks. Of course, there are a lot of fun decks in here as well. Um, I got my idea, my synchro toolbox whole thing with looking at these decks. So it's a very useful tool. All right, Doug Dimaduel is here. He is taking a break from sending people to the Shadow Realm. He is doing very well with a Casey Cup Cyber Dragon deck. Here it is right now. Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week Competitive Edition. Oh yeah, we're talking KC Cup because my skin is crawling from all these ranked duels. Uh, boy, I'm getting real tired of it 
real fast, and I'm sure some of the listeners are too, and some of you are just getting started. But uh, I wanted to go through uh, one of the decks that I've been using in the KC Cup. Uh, This one is uh, not really my favorite deck to use, but I love the archetype regardless. And it's it's a nice change of pace given the current state of the meta where everybody is so banish heavy using uh, you know the dark magician deck where everybody's using these other uh, you know other archetypes that do have a banish component to them. Well, one archetype that isn't quite affected by sealed tombs and by some of those other uh, you know banishing effects is the uh, the cyber dragon archetype. So I've been actually running uh, running a Cyber Dragon deck. Very straightforward, very standard build, but I want to kind of run through it with you anyway. I want to start with the extra deck, the um, uh, Chimera Tech Rampage Dragon, that level 5. It requires two or more Cyber Dragon monsters. Uh, 2,100 attack, 1,600 defense. Uh, this card is just great for disrupting back row. Upon summon, uh, however many fusion materials you use to put this guy together, uh, you can start popping your opponent's back row. So that's really a Effective. And uh, if it, you're still in your main phase, you can send up to two Cyber Dragon cards uh, or you know, monsters uh, to the graveyard, and uh, you could increase the number of attacks uh, up to three times, basically. So you could attack three times in uh, one turn rather than just once. So uh, the only weak point is it's 2,100 attacks. So if your opponent's able to uh, sneak on another monster onto the field, odds are you're probably not going to be able to get over it with uh, Chimera Tech Ramp- uh, Rampage Dragon. So you hope that this is kind of a, uh, you know, clear clear the board and then uh, attack multiple times. But that's why Cyber Twin Dragon, the other fusion monster, it's got 2,800 attack, 2,100 defense, requires a Cyber Dragon plus another Cyber Dragon. Uh, the reason why this card works is because it's got 2,800 attack and it can attack twice during you know during the battle phase. So uh, that's why I mean I, I like to run two copies of this because I've actually had to um, you know if, it, if it's gotten destroyed try and summon another uh, Cyber Twin Dragon. So uh, really one of my go-to's and then I run my two copies of Cyber End Dragon with the way that this this uh, deck can flood the field, especially with the uh, with the uh, Zane skill cyber style. You're able to load up some more uh, cyber dragons on the field essentially, so you could get into your cyber and dragon play. It's a 4,000 attack monster, hard for a lot of the current uh, archetypes to get over, plus it inflicts piercing damage. So if there's a weak point on your opponent's board, you can basically seal the deal and try and swing for game that way. So uh, really, what I run in the deck is just my three copies of Cyber Dragon. It's the level five. Uh, as if your opponent controls a monster and you control no monsters, special summon this card from your hand. It's got 2,100 attack. Okay, that's great. Uh, also, this was a, a, a reward from the uh, ranked ladder, Cyber Dragon Veer. It's got a level 4, uh, 1,100 attack, 1,600 defense. First of all, this card's name becomes Cyber Dragon while on the field or in the graveyard. If you normal summon or special summon a Cyber Dragon, except during the damage step, you can special summon this card from your hand in defense position. You can only use this effect uh, once per turn, and then each Cyber Dragon you control gains 500 attack and defense. So this card is really, really good, especially if you don't have any life point reduction to activate your cyber style skill. As long as you get your cyber dragon or your cyber dragon core on the field and then special summon your dragon veer on the field, 
you already have two Cyber Dragons to get into one of your fusion plays for Cyber Twin Dragon or for Chimera Tech Rampage Dragon. So uh, this card just makes sense in this type of deck. The last card, uh, as far as monsters go, is Cyber Dragon Core, level 2 machine, 400 attack. 1500 defense. Uh, this is really the MVP of the deck. When this card is normal summoned, add one cyber spell or trap card from your deck to your hand. If your opponent controls a monster and you control no monsters, you can banish this card from the graveyard and special summon one cyber dragon monster from your deck. You can only use one of the effects per turn, so just know that if you banish this card and special summon uh, you know, a cyber dragon, and then you normal summon another cyber dragon core, you're not going to get the effect to search. So remember that this is just a one, uh, a one effect once per turn uh, type of card. So uh, use it wisely. But really what you're going to use that core to search out is either your Cyberload Fusion or potentially your uh, uh, Cybernetic Fusion Support because that uh, will allow you to cut your life points in half to get your Cyber Style uh, effect going. Or you can search out Cybernetic Overflow, which I run three copies of this card. Banish Cyber Dragons with different levels from your hand, face-up field, and or graveyard, then destroy an equal number of cards your opponent controls. If this card on the field is destroyed by card effect, add one Cyber Spell or Trap card from your deck to your hand. You can only use each effect of Cybernetic Overflow once per turn. This card is phenomenal. So my first turn play was I'll probably just summon a Cyber Dragon Core and search out a Cybernetic Overflow if I don't have much other plays to do. That way at least I know I could pop at least one card. But if I have a Cyber Dragon Veer or just a Cyber Dragon in my hand, they all have different levels. So I could uh, really take, uh, I could get a lot of value out of Cybernetic Overflow. Uh, other than that, you know, running that Cybernetic Fusion support, uh, really the only purpose I use it for is not necessarily to banish monsters from the graveyard, but to cut my life points in half to activate my Cyber Style play, which will summon, uh, you know, some uh, weaker Cyber Dragon cards on the field that will at least act as a Cyber Dragon as they are on the field. And then for good measure, you run, you want to run those three copies of Cosmic Cyclone. Uh, I mean, it's nice to remove back row, that's great, but the real important part of this card is to reduce your life points by a 1,000 and activate your Cyber Style skill. So, all in all, this is the way that the deck is built. Uh, I guess if you want to add an extra card in there, maybe throw in a Treacherous Trap Hole, because everybody loves that card, right? Everybody loves Treacherous Trap Hole. <sighs> but, yeah... Uh, anyway, that's that's the deck that I've been kind of running in the KC Cup. Uh, it matches up pretty well against a lot of those decks like Dark Magician that rely heavily on back row and uh, rely heavily on banishing. So uh, I, I do get a uh, I do get a good kick out of uh, out of running a cyber style deck. So uh, anyway, that's it for my deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks, Doug. And you can check out his segment on this podcast every week. Um, he has a cool new deck. Typically, they're not competitive competitive decks. They're more fun decks. Uh, but this week, he did have one. So he changes up every so often. He also had a farming deck in the past. So check out Doug Dimadu on this podcast, his own Twitter page, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. All right. So we're going to move on to the just chatting section and talk about what archetypes and decks Everyone's playing for the Casey Cup. All the people who responded to this tweet. So the question was, um, what decks are you playing for the Casey Cup? Share below. Not many people really shared their decks. So let's just talk about uh, written comments. 
Gas Station Gyoza says Ritual Beasts and Spellbooks. Ritual Beasts are definitely, um, they always, in Dolan's Meta, they always put them as a tier 3 deck, but really this deck, um, runs over a lot of the meta. Um, it's all about getting that good start. And really, they do so many things that turn so many contact fusions. There's, you could get through spells and traps. The pedal fin bounces stuff. There's so many. There's so much they could do. They're super strong. And further, there's a lot of flexibility on how to build the deck. We've seen lava golems. We've seen vision hero um, plasma. We've seen. They have those various quick play spells as well. Their decks could be 26 cards. You know, there's there's so much to ritual beasts that sometimes I just play against them. I give up. I just, like I just on a web browser and something, you know, so. Very good. Spellbooks, I think uh, Gas Station is just going to keep them in their spell pocket, but Spellbooks are have a highly unlikely shot of making it in this Casey Cup. Grand Harrier says Fat Invoked. That's just what I'm going to call it from now on. Has a fantastic matchup against a lot of the decks in the meta right now. Yeah, so the... Uh, Deck Building Theory article talks about why Invoked got to 25 cards, but it's a deck that could run 20, it could go up to 25, 26. And really, um, Element Sabers, I've played this deck a ton. Um, I, I never did well with the deck, but Alistair, of course, super good card. All the other uh, Element Saber, Malehu, of course, as a starter, is pretty good. Um, the Field Spell, of course, getting to dump cards to the graveyard straight from the deck and using the field spell is super good. I really like the um, the other element savers. I know Nalu is not much. The fire guy is not much. I always, I always like the Lapoya, the ability just to negate spells and traps while being face-up on the field. Of course, you expose it to 400 attack, but always a trade-off, right? Um... And then they, now they have the ability to put in all those control spells, uh, tr- control traps, typically. So if you have your Phoenix Chains and your Paleozoics and your Floodgates, stick them in your um, Invoked decks. Living Sword says, playing Red Eyes with Invoked splashed in. So far, it's worked pretty good. No one seems to expect me to drop Alistair for the attack boost on my Slash Dragon. I'm not sure how this deck works, because Red Eyes are darks, and you typically don't want the... Um, Ligula on the board. So I think what this deck is is the Warriors. The Warriors um, probably have an Earth attribute for Magellanica. Might be some Fire Warrior or something. Pretty cool idea. I would like to see it. Um, Red Eye Slash. Red Eye Slash was never. Like, it was a good deck. It fell off the meta, but still can win many games with Red Eye Slash being a negate and destroy action. X Ace 49, straightforward Shirinoi got to stage two, hopefully to Japan, as long as I go first for the rest of the second stage. I did correct him that the um, Worlds is happening in America, in Minnesota, uh, sometime in August. So, yeah, no no Japan this time. <laughs> Card Game Penguin says, Grass Shirinoi, I know I don't want to. I mean, it's fun, but it feels dirty. But with all other grass decks out there, I feel like I have to compete. Compete. I can't talk. Made DLV Max Monday, trying to get my five in a row for King of Game, and it's hard. Yeah, there's no there's no 
reason to be ashamed about playing a deck unless it's straight up cancer. Um, you know, I don't think Grashirinoi is really good, but I wouldn't describe it as straight up cancer. And it probably will get hit by Konami. So you might as well play it, have fun with it, kick ass with it, send people to the Shadow Realm, whatever you want to say. Enjoy it while you can, because these cards, unfortunately, we don't recoup any value when Konami nerfs something. So um, I wish we did recoup some value, but you know that's the way the worm turns here. So definitely, you know, no, nothing to be ashamed about. Do your best with your best deck. The L game says trade secrets, friend. I'll tell you later. He is doing really well in the KC Cup. I I saw on Twitter last night he had something of five digits in it. So whatever secret it is, he's doing really well. GB Mantis says Super Heavy Sams. Super Heavy Sams are also a pretty good archetype. I've been beat by it a lot. Um, I was playing Fortune Lady and my my every got turned into zero attack. There's a there's also a card like Fist where it turns them into zero attack or something after they get destroyed. A lot of annoying cards with Super Heavy Sams. They flip to defense. You can't counter them with, you know, Econs and things like that. So, sneaky good. Ur Frenata says invoked element saber, but only two Malehu and two Alistair did not want to dig the box anymore. Surprisingly, no, I mean unsurprisingly, I have the same version of the deck. I only have two of those cards, so I found that playing that suboptimal version, I was never even able to hit King of Games with, unfortunately. So um, that's why I kind of switched over to other things. And that's the deck that kind of bankrupted me since then. I never had max gems since um, I bought Element Sabers, frankly, in Alistair. Duelist Undead says, Akiza, at first, when I got these questions, I didn't know what this meant. But now I'm playing the same deck, so definitely right on Duelist Undead, Akiza, Synchro Toolbox. I don't know if he's playing Synchro Toolbox, but I assume he is. Captain Black Sparrow, Cyber Dragons is the only semi-meta deck that isn't Cancers right now, so that's what I'm playing. Yeah, Cyber Dragons are definitely the aggro deck to play. Um, and, and a benefit of playing an aggro deck in a tournament in the, like this is you get more games in. The faster you play, the quicker you could get out and play another game. That's all it is. And uh, games take a toll on a person, so if you're playing like a control deck, you're not going to get really far DP-wise, I think, because you're just going to be tired. You're playing 20-minute games, and you're tired. So playing a fast deck has that advantage of games, even if you win or lose, games ending faster. Last comment, Lukewarm takes 11. My Ancient Gears deck, as usual. Lol, I always have the most luck with it. Every KC Cup, we hope to crack top 1,000 this time. Lamal. This is a very, this is a hot take. This ain't Lukewarm. Ancient Gears probably aren't going anywhere in this KC Cup, I'll say. Um, I mean, this guy could hit top 1,000. I don't know. I think Ancient Gears time has passed for sure. Thanks, everyone, for participating. Um, nice to see all the different decks that people are bringing to the KC Cup. And, you know, we know who the top favorites are based on what we've seen in tournaments, but some deck could just sneak in and take first place. So we'll find out in a few days. There's a deck building spotlight I want to bring up from Duelings Meta. This is written by Penny Royalty. It's all about deck building theory. I can't pretend that I'm deck tech, uh, former guy on this podcast. 
I don't know how to build decks. That's that's just what it is. And you know, obviously you put core cards in and then you put in stuff like protection to counter the meta. That's really as far as I've gotten in my own education. But this talks about TCG deck construction theory and there's there's ways you codify cards as starters. These are the best cards in your deck. They allow you to push forward towards your game plan either alone or with non-specific cards. So these are cards you typically want to start off with. That's the best way to talk about it. Extenders, the cards that support your starters to move forward towards your game plan but rely on you or your opponent to make plays before they become useful. So yeah, these are not the optimal cards to have in your hand, but they they move it forward towards the intermediate step. Defensive cards. Cards that exist solely to lower your opponent's power ceiling, so control, that's the best way I think about these cards. Bombs, a card that can be potentially game-ending on its own, sometimes high-cost or usable in late game. These are the high-risk, high-reward cards I often talk about. And finally, removal, cards that eliminate specific threats. Um, I think they kind of combine them later, these things, but using an example of Element Sabers, which we all are very familiar with, the main deck has 20 cards, 9 starters, so 3 Alistars, 3 Cosmics, 3 Palace. So why are these the starters? Alistar will fetch you your Invocation, and with another card in hand, that's a Fusion right there. Cosmic Cyclone is a defensive card, right? But Or removal, I think they call it removal here. It banishes back row. This card triggers 1,000 life points on on your skill, so that's why it's a starter. And finally, the field spell that lets you get a monster on the board. Extenders, they have three extenders: Malehu, three Malehus, one Lapoya, one Malo, one Nalu, two Invocation, and one Element Training. So. You know, these on their own. You Sometimes you just normal summon Malehu. That's not the best play, but you could just move it forward towards the next turn. Other, the other um, toolbox element sabers are definitely in this class as well. Invocation you get from Alistair, so that's why it's an extender, not a starter. Only two defensive traps. That's Treacherous Trap Hole. No bombs, no removals. So... There's a guy who wrote a book. Um, let's see, Patrick Hoban's Ideal Deck Curve Theory. I think he's a Yu-Gi-Oh player, and they based it off a TCG deck about how many cards there should be in each deck. And when you boil it down to percentages or how many cards should be in each deck, and you make that into a dual links deck with twenty cards, four card hands. Starters, there should be 7 to 8 starters, 8 to 9 extenders, less than 4 or less defensive cards, and 1 to 2 bombs. So, with a certain like 20 card deck, you can increase it to keep the ratios the same. That makes any sense. That's why those fat invoke decks exist. They can fit in more defensive cards make the ratios about the same. That's, that makes sense, right? And this goes into why some decks brick, because these ratios are off. They, they don't have enough starters. I think that's the best way to put it. Starters prevent you from bricking. That's the best way of putting it. 
I know uh, stall decks and certain control decks are all defensive cards, and you make exceptions for decks that are like that. Some really high-risk decks, they just have a lot of... They're really... Like the bombs, for example, they're cards that blow you away. And they don't start off with the cards they need. Look at a Dark Magician deck as an example as well. Six starters, three Magician's Rod, and three Dark Magic Circles. These cards just fetch your cards. That's how they start off games. Nine Extenders, Magician of Dark Illusion, Kaiku, three Dark Magician, one Illusion Magic, three Magician Navigation. Of course, you know, you could start off with Magician's Navigation and set it, but then that's not really a presence on the board. You have to activate it during your opponent's turn. And of course, Dark Magicians, you can't play... Uh, Two Tribute Monster without the special summons. Deck also has a bomb with Eye of Tamias. That makes sense. Dark Calvary is definitely a bomb. Three Defense, two, uh, one Fiendish cha- Chain, and two Treacherous, and one Removal in Cosmic Cyclone. Look at Black Wings, five starters, three Samoon, and two Black Whirlwind. And definitely, I would say these are the starters. Eleven Extenders. Two Bora the Spear, one Zaphyros, three Gale the Whirlwind, three Chris the Crack of Dawn, one Oroshi, one Jin. Defense, two uh, Forbidden Lance. Forbidden Lance is. It, it, forbidden cards, they serve multiple roles. So they put in defensive. One Blackbird Close, and one Removal and Hey Trunade. You know, I have the link to the article here, so. Definitely, it's something to consult. It's like a textbook to consult it. If you're building a deck, you're not sure what your ratios are. Definitely follow these guidelines to what your ratios should be. And of course, keeping the ratios honest um, can let you know when you could put in more defensive trap cards into a deck. I think that's the takeaway of this article. Knowing when to fill in cards to tech against the meta, what decks could do that, what decks can't. And, and a thing that applies to this is before I was talking about how good Shiranui, a 20-card Shiranui deck is because they only have 11 core cards in that deck. A Tenma's Shiranui deck only had 11 core cards. That leaves 9 tech slots. So it's very good um, as an anti-meta deck to have your cores be good enough and then have extra cards to counter the meta specifically. Last cards I'm going to talk about, well, the first cards I'm going to talk about um, are from the new cards this week. Three out of four of these cards aren't even cards, so uh, not TCG cards or OCG cards, I mean. So two from the Pick a Gift campaign, and this is a continuation of Bonaparte's cards. We previously had the Toy Soldiers from different events. Now we get to get another Toy Soldier if you don't have three already, but here's Toy Emperor, level six machine. Um, 2300-800. When this card destroys an opponent's monster as a result of battle, you can add one trap card from your deck to your hand. So, yeah, this card isn't worth it on its own. Just being a one tribute 2300. Sure, um, the deck does... It does... It's There's no point talking about this card without talking about the, the spell card you get. Crowning of the Emperor... Tribute one toy soldier, special summon one toy emperor from your hand or deck. So the toy soldiers themselves summon each uh, during your standby phase. Special summon one from your deck, so they deck thin on their own. As long as you keep it alive, it's just an 800. And then this crowning of the emperor, you could special summon toy emperor from your deck. So you know what, what they're getting at here. This deck 
this archetype, not really an archetype, more of a package, is all about deck thinning. So you got three um, toy soldiers, one emperor and one crowning of the emperor. They thin the deck out pretty good. Um, that's five cards here. Of course, um, it seems like what these cards want to do is just get tribute fodder, fodder out. So that makes sense with the um, toy soldiers. You get crowning of the emperor to get emperor out. Um, and this card, the emperor himself, you can get a trap card from your deck to your hand. So ideally you want to protect these guys, have them thin out the deck, and then play something better. They are all machines though, so pulse mines is definitely something to consider when playing these cards, but that is all to it. Um, rank duels update. This ha We're more than halfway done February, and I'm finally going to talk about the new February rewards. This is the only card that's a card. Leo Drake's main. This is the SR reward. Select one face-up Natura monster you control. Its attack becomes 3,000 and its effects are negated until the end phase. So, Naturia, they do have a lot of synchro plays. That's something that they have going for them, but they've been around forever. Long neglected archetype in Duel Links. Um, I feel like they, they were meta at some point in really early in the game, but they've fallen out. So it's fine, they have a, a card that boosts a monster up to 3,000 since they are pretty weak monsters. Um, this lets them compete with Blue Eyes, for example, and even hit over Dark Magician. Blue Eyes isn't really meta anymore. But itself, it's a slow card, it's a normal spell. They could get countered by anything, like a like Paleo Canadian could just counter this card. So it's fine. It's fine releasing a card that just lets them hit like crazy. It's a, this won't take them over the edge or anything like that. The last card is Galar Horn. This is a Nordic card. It's a continuous trap. This card can only be activated from the graveyard. Target one Azer monster you control. This turn it is unaffected by the effects of other spells and traps. After activation, place this card face up in your spell or trap zone. During the third end phase after activation, inflict damage to your opponent equal to the combined attack of all monsters you control. If you do, banish this card on all monsters you control. There's a lot going on here. This is really, really unique. Um, but first, this card has to be in the graveyard. This is just some continuous trap. And the Nordic monsters themselves don't really have a way of doing that. They don't dispose of spells and traps. So Maybe you play grass. Then you have to have an Azer monster on the board already. So there are three boss monsters are Azer monsters. And this isn't the turbo... Crystron Quadrant Gandrix play. Where you use Nora the the Alphar to do. This requires um probably the the goats, the the two the black and white goat, and then you play the horse, and then you get Thor out, and then you have an Azer, right? Or you could play the um Man, I'm forgetting these cards' names. There's the fairy girl. If your opponent has monsters on the board, you can play her. Banish two cards in your hand and then get two tokens and then they become um odin another way that's probably the faster way to do it it's conditional on your opponent having monsters and you not so you're gonna have a big synchro monster on the board you give it the same ability as odin odin is already gonna negate spells and traps if you activate the ability so this is only useful for thor and loki which are the other ones that are harder to get out um, after that, you put this in your spell or trap zone, count three turns, 
and then you burn your opponent to death. So, um, there's a lot of factors. It this is like harder to pull off than Exodia, I think. <laughs> but you have to wait three turns. No cosmic cyclones or anything. No removal on this card, so that's tough there. You have to have your big beater on the board to burn them, anyways, right? It's not like you're gonna burn them with the goats on the board. You could, you could just stall out the game with the goats, and they just keep coming on with the tokens. But there's a lot going on here, and the the big Azer monsters are probably gonna end the game already. So, like, this is one of those cards that you'll never see. And then once in a while, it'll beat you, and then it'll be a great moment. And you'll send your opponent a like or something. You know, it's one of those cards. That's it for the podcast this week. It's a short podcast. Um, you know, there wasn't much content-wise at all, PvE-wise. It's all PvP this week, so good luck in the KC Cup. February 17th, in upcoming news, Duelist Chronicles GX Society of Light, new cards, new Aster skill. Mission Circuit's going to happen too with the card Double Ripple. Dark Signer Carly Carmine gets um, retired. We get Blair Flanagan next week, probably late February. It's probably the week after, so... Um, last week of February, uh, where I'll really get my ass kicked by work. Scheming Weevil, late February, new cards, shiny black sea squatter, token collector, and finally, the moment we've been waiting for, DSOD level cap up to 35. That's it for the podcast. Um, check it out anywhere to search the Dual Assessment podcast. Like, subscribe, and do it all. All these notes are on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything, the dualassessment at gmail.com and Twitter, dual underscore assessment, my own account at Green Ranger CCG. All right. Thanks for listening. Good luck with the Casey Cup. I will see you next time.